0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast, Episode 86. I'm your host Tyler Haynes with my good friend and co-host, and the man with a plan this week, Mr. Chris Rivers. Now, Chris, how has your week been? Has let me let me ask you this: Has, has the overtime been abated, or are we still on it?
1: Uh, we worked it this week. We we had regular hours through the week, but I went in yesterday. So
0: oh, oh, on a Saturday.
1: Yeah, this is my one day off this weekend. Oh, so.
0: gross! Fun, well, you know, you get to spend a time with me. We get to talk about some fun, uh, fun recaps because there was not really any news this week. So, <laughs> no, not much at all. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, new York Comic Con was this weekend. Yeah, um, which we got, you know, some things related to us, but nothing crazy. We had two new trailers drop, but nothing, nothing really big. One of which we'll watch on the show. But, yeah. uh, you know, I went on vacation this week. I'm freshly back. I'm not burnt because I don't like <laughs> I, to be burnt. So I, you know, just kind of sat in the shade, but I really enjoyed it. I um, thought you were going to say you were freshly baked. Yeah, <laughs> freshly baked down in Florida. You know, what good old, uh, never mind, I'm not going there. I was supposed to say politics, but you know. Uh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen this is the NerdWide Podcast don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice if you enjoy the show make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on whatever podcasting app you use if you don't enjoy what you see or hear make sure you leave us a comment list on how we can improve this show we can't don't know how to improve it if you don't let us know if you wanna go the extra mile, you guys go to Patreon.com slash nerdwide. Three different tiers for three different monetary values with a lot of different goodies for each different tier. Of course you get, as each tier goes up, more goodies happen that way. But Chris, I wonder what you've been watching T V wise, if anything different other than She Hulk this week.
1: Yeah, I mean they we had a couple of shows come back. I think um NCIS is back, mm. the rookie's back with Nathan Fillion, so I've been checking those out.
0: It's always, I love this time of the year when your shows start coming back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know Ghost uh, Season 2 dropped two weeks ago. We still haven't watched any episode yet. But Bachelor in Paradise dropped last week. And we're halfway through the second episode of it. Because they always do like two-hour episodes in twice uh-huh. a week. So, I'm like, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to get through all of it as we're doing it. I still haven't caught up on uh, House of the Dragon from last week. I did good to catch up on everything... This week because we were in Florida we didn't watch anything until we got back home, um, and we've been real busy this weekend too. So we wait, we stayed up late last night watching things. Um, trying to so think, Bachelor Paradise is probably the only thing that I watched. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch any of my shows, and with me starting my new job, but I don't know if I'm gonna have the time to watch my shows like I used to, which is kind of depressing. But we'll see what happens. So you know, we'll we'll see what goes down the road there. But I want to talk about something, because we finally had the episode we've been talking about with She-Hulk. Full-on spoilers for Episode 8 of She-Hulk Season 1, which there is a potential of us getting a Season 2. just not announced yet, based off of one of their, one of their tweets, because they called it a season finale, not a series finale. You know, they've been doing that. We really don't know. But they did that with Loki, and we got a Season 2 of Loki, which they're filming. So we're thinking She-Hulk might get a Season 2, and if so, Chris, I'm all about it. I'm just going to be 100% because this they've got the formula down for TV show and like the perfect amount of cameos, perfect amount of callbacks, the fourth wall breaking all in on it. Um, Speaking of another thing we're all in on this episode, absolutely fantastic. I'm going to tvline.com. We'll stop as we go here for the recap with Matt Webb, Matovich for the author here. Ahead of next week's season finale, or next week's finale, the episode Ribbit and Rip It opened with the introduction of Leapfrog, a.k.a. Eugene Patitalio, a low-tier hero who asked Jen to represent him in a legal action against the designer of his seemingly malfunctioning supersuit. Given that said defendant would be the one and only Luke Jacobson, Jen had personal and professional conflicts, with her boss insisted she handled the case. I love Luke. Like, if he is in every episode from here on out, I am... A okay with it because he is hilarious in everything he's in like every scene that he's been a part of so far, and I'm like yeah, uh, especially that he's our Edna mode if you watched The Incredibles, and he does the super suits apparently for everybody, even um you know uh, Leapfrog, Daredevil. Of course, we saw his his helmet in the uh, couple episodes ago, and we get confirmation for this episode as well. As it quickly became apparent, Leaf Frog's case had no li- as had no legs, seeing as he had wrongly used jet fuel in his booster, sparking the flame out. <laughs> this fact was cleanly sniffed out by Luke's lawyer, the one and only Matt Murdock from New York, played again by Marvel veteran Charlie Cox. Afterward, Matt bought Jen a drink at, a, at the legal ease where he got her thinking about what she has a unique opportunity to uphold the law as a lawyer and then suggests justice in other ways as a superpowered hero. Though Jen is unaware of Matt's own alter ego, the two spark on multiple levels, but their flirtation is cut short by a business call for Matt Murdock. I thought this was the perfect way to introduce him into this. I was worried that the introduction was going to be the from the trailer. Where we saw him back flip off the car and everything, but no him walking in with the doors open up and him strolling in and going toe for toe um, with Jen during the whole lawyer scene was really good. And then going back and forth. Uh, they did it later in the episode as well, but I, I really loved their connection and this was a different Matt Murdoch. Than what we've seen even from the, from the tv show and even from spider-man no way home where he was very serious and very matter of fact but this one he was you know flirty and um I don't, I don't think, not compassionate It's not the word i'm looking for but uh, endearing and very just right there with jen and i was like yeah i want these two together but not no future spoilers here yet chris um, no sooner does Jen arrive home, she gets a call from Lee Frank who says he is being attacked while driving his car. Jen suits up in her new She Hulk outfit and meets with Eugene at a parking garage, where she gets to slug it out with this attacker, Daredevil. First off, again, the super suit of hers was chef kiss perfect. I absolutely loved it. Um, true to the comics as always, but man, she looked really good, and the CGI looked really good this whole episode. Um, each hero gives uh, gives as good as they get, and some damage is done to the garage by She-Hulk's smashy ways, but She-Hulk wins up with the upper hand, at which point she unmasks her opponent to discover it's Matt. Which I thought this was a very quick way to to do it. If um, Usually you don't get people unmasked and things until later on, but they just said, let's get this out of the way, let's get this handled, and they did it. I thought it was very funny with them going... Uh, tit for tat again as their superhero um, uh, aliases for this. I wish Matt would have said, hello, Jen, it's me. He's in the room. This is what's going on. But she really didn't give him the chance. And I thought it was very well orchestrated, the whole fight scene. Because, of course, he, he says he doesn't see um, through normal ways. He uses his ears like, like a location. And she, everything she tried to do, he would dodge, avoid, things like that. So she Hulk-clapped And it's just a big sound wave, and that's what knocked him out and knocked him away. So I was like, that's very well done to to do his powers that way. Uh, Matt explains that, number one, no, he was not pretending to be blind. And number two, Leapfrog is holding Luke hostage, forcing him to upgrade his suit. The two make tracks for Leapfrog's not-at-all-secret lair, where there is some debate about the attack plan. Daredevil's inclined to take on the goon slash one at a time. Hallways are his thing, after all, while She-Hulk is happy to just smash. Hilarious. We got a hallway scene not in the Daredevil show, because the whole Daredevil, every season, there's always a big hallway scene, and that's one of the big things that's well-choreographed and famous. And we had a mini hallway scene here with... Had the daredevil theme when it happened as well so very cool from Netflix after the back up. do it
1: there was there were two things about that that little sequence too first off his uh leapfrog's secret hideaway is a building with Lily pads. <laughs> and, and all neon,
0: light. neon lights at the very tip of the top' he goes, yeah, gonna head to the lily, my secret layer the lily pad and it's just fluorescent lights everywhere yeah
1: but then, but then before they go in you got daredevil telling her that like where everyone's at Mm -hmm. and she's like how do you know that he said i can hear i can hear their heartbeats and then he says i can hear yours right now too and that that freaks her out yeah of course her starts uh,
0: speeding up and he said something about a doctor as well it's just i like i love their them their chemistry and them going between each other on everything And both actors, uh, Charlie Cox and Tatiana uh, Maslany, did, like, were perfect. Like Their chemistry on screen was excellent, and I want to see more of it. I don't know if we're going to get more next episode, but I would like to. I don't think we will, because he's probably already back in New York at this point. But yeah. who knows what happens. Um, after their back and forth leads to a certain intensity between them, Daredevil sets out to take down one bunch of baddies. When a second group comes at him, She-Hulk drops through the ceiling to smash them. Uh, then they enter the lair proper and team up against a final flurry of goons while exchanging legal statements along the way. Again, hilarious. Because if she said something um, like, this is what they'll be charged for, he goes, ah, this is actually what I would do. He goes, you get more time, things like that. I was just, it's so funny, man. Um, once their job is done and Jen has made amends with their uh, Taylor Luke, Matt and Jen kick back against a billboard. Matt laments that he is heading back to New York in the morning, but rather wait for his next sojourn to LA. Jen suggested just hook up now, which they do bank her place after some intricate removal of super suits. Also hilarious him. Daredevil doing the walk of shame <laughs> out in daylight, just walk. He'll sit there whistling with no shoes on. I thought that was the funniest thing. And I laughed really hard, but I have to, I'm going to be honest here. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't like daredevil's new suit. I don't like the yellow on red. I know it's the classic one, but to me, I just like the fl- the plain black and red. But you know, to each their own. I get it. I know.
1: There's, I don't know. I I kind of like it. Yeah, that's. But I do I do prefer
0: the red. Right. So it's. Oh, man, what a what a fun show this has been but it's not over yet after we, we get a big fourth brawl fourth wall scene here uh, the morning after as Deldover does a hilariously super yet barefoot walk of shame through the neighborhood Jen remarks upon Nikki's arrival for female lawyer of the year gala beautification the episode sure seemed to have reached a satisfying conclusion so she is puzzled about what is going on now she even says what is a red hulk about to be revealed she has to wonder just the, the great fourth walling that everyone's talking about and that they it cracks me up that they filmed this and then knew what people would be talking about I was like are we about to get Red Hulk in this episode I don't I think we might get it for the finale though that's okay. somehow some way maybe we'll see Uh, let's see. The action leaps the evening's gala where she Hulk and her Luke Jacobson original stretch the carpet. But when Jen is later called up on stage, along with several other female lawyer of the year winners, uh, they put in quotations, her speech is interrupted by the intelligentsia's takeover of the video screen backdrop, where they project an anti-she Hulk retort, including a slut shaming hidden camera video of Jen's hookup with with Josh. Triggered by this vile attack and against nearby Mallory's don't-do-it advisement, She-Hulk lashes out the video screen and Hulk smashes it, sending all the attendees into a panic and evacuation. She then is left to stand there, surrendering herself to cops, sheepish and rightly mortified. Again, not cops, that was D-O-D-C. And that ends our penultimate episode. I'm trying to go to this Reddit here. There's one
1: there's one thing that the that the recap that you read left out um and i'm blank oh what's what's her assistant's name nikki nikki uh she comes out she's ready to get her she's going to get her ready for the gala mm-hmm. and when she jumps out she's got all these brushes and stuff in between her her oh um, yeah it looked like wolverine <laughs> well and then i that's what everybody was saying that they kind of referenced wolverine but then i'm also thinking because we know Hugh Jackman's Going to be in Deadpool, right? That's official MCU, right? Could this be a X twenty three reference?
0: Mmm, it's possible because they
1: they like to swerve people like that, right?
0: They've been doing it for years, yeah. So, so because it was a female with claws, mm-hmm. it was very funny because she did the whole little. Like the whole you know, audio listeners I'm doing where she throws her fist down and the makeup brushes come out. So,
1: What if it turned out that Nikki was X-20? She's just
0: been kind of watching the hulks. Yeah. See? You never know. Listen, I'm going to Reddit.com uh, here, but this is by user Pet 257 Everything that Bruce predicted in episode one has come true. This is writing and foreshadowing in the She-Hulk. He says you never have a choice with these names. We know that she... Didn't choose her name. It was chosen for her. Quote, weird stuff just kind of finds you when you're a Hulk. Every single episode, Titania and Jeltsia, the weird dates, new jobs, superpowered clients. That's a foreshadow. He says, your blood is way too dangerous to get out in the world. The whole episode's been, the whole season's been, uh, the bad guy's been trying to get her blood. You're going to have to change the way you live your life now. Stretchy clothes, always expecting danger, a completely different professional life, scrutiny under the public eye, 180 turn on the dating scene, Um, Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero Uh, Matt Murdock, Ben Wong They put in here Things like that Denying half of your being is no way to live This is of course the biggest one When She-Hulk realized she has no alter ego And then she could control her changing She realized she could just never turn into She-Hulk ever again And keep denying her other half Which is why she was so dismissive of the things Bruce said So I thought a lot of those were funny And very spot on but we've got some fun ones. We're going to BuzzFeed.com by Nora Dominic for all of the Easter eggs that people have been spotting. Uh, first one was Leapfrog, who is a character from the Marvel comics. And Luke comics, Leapfrog did have his villainous moments, but at one point he joins the Defenders and even helps Daredevil after fighting him a few times. So not a weird coincidence. Uh, when Matt Murdock enters the court begins representing Luke Jacobson, he mentions that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. We didn't know that. This is new. Um, let's see, they're first introduced to Captain America Civil War, and we knew about that, so I thought that was very interesting. That again, superheroes are popping up all over the place, so the Kobe Accords have been appealed. I imagine it's because of Thanos, and well, that was it. Uh, let's see, I'm not that's not a big one. Mm, so, when Matt officially introduces a superhero identity to Jen, you can hear the original Daredevil theme song from the Netflix series playing in the background. Nice touch. The Rogers billboard in the background is a nice touch to Hawkeye. Outside the lily pad on a telephone pole, you can spot a QR code. Like other episodes, QR code will take it to a free comic. Uh, when Eugene is forcing him to create a new LeapFrog suit, he mentions wanting to go with All Out for the next one, suggests a suit with fancy AI technology and a British accent that talks to him. Of course, uh, play on words, the Iron Man suit with Jarvis with Paul Bettany. Uh, when Daredevil goes on Lilypad lily pad to beat up, we get a classic Daredevil always scene. Uh, Eugene's frog-themed layer, you can see a frog signal. Kind of like the iconic bat signal, frog parking only sign, and of course, Frogger. So, very funny. Uh, I didn't even catch those. At the end of the final Daredevil and She-Hulk, Leapfrog jumps out the window and ends up breaking his legs, which is something that's happened to the character in the comics as well. That notably in one comic, Foggy Nelson represents Leapfrog after he claims his shoes didn't work correctly, which is similar to his claims in She-Hulk. Hilarious. Um, when Jen realizes that the episode is over she mentions Red Hulk in the comics General Th- Thaddeus Thunderbolt uh, Ross who we've met in the MCU before becomes Red Hulk of course we don't know what's going to happen with that let's see also at this moment Jen also references uh, getting fridge which is likely a, tr- a reference to the women are refrigerator's trope Notably coined by writer Gail Sim- uh, Simone in reference to comic books, and often, first and female comic book characters are brutalized and/or killed, often in gruesome fashion. The term stemmed from an issue of Green Lantern where his girlfriend is killed and shoved into a refrigerator. I did not know that. Um, then notice the, the Wolverine claws, and that is it. Some good Easter eggs for this episode. By far, though, one of my favorite episodes for the whole season and not just I, I don't think it was just because of daredevil but their quips of matt Murdock, her lawyer scene with him um the dating scene and in the end like where she got real angry the art her eyes got really green i was like yeah this is what i'm in for and i'm all about it so
1: do you think because we still don't know who the leader is
0: nope i think it's her brother though or her cousin brother or cousin that's brother I, what if it's pug Mm, We can't turn him into a bad guy again, okay? Every single show that he is in, he turns out to be the bad guy, and I can't stand it. Let him be good for once, Chris.
1: (laughs) It could be the... uh, uh, What's his name? Her boss at the law firm.
0: Oh, uh, is it G, H, and K? But yeah, it could be him.
1: He would have the money to try and maybe put together his own team of folks. Maybe, Maybe he becomes... Adult. It's
0: it's been theorized that the guy that tried dating her with all the money he talked about it, a million he got he bought the Wakandan spear, which is something that we hadn't talked about yet either. Which I'm like, that might set up the uh, Black Panther stuff because she's talking about her, everything. It's not being protected anymore. Things are starting to get out in the world of their stuff. Um, so it's about he could potentially be. I I like the brother potentially doing it and becoming Red Hulk because he gets the blood from her. because um, you know we've we someone theorized that we talked about it on the show of every time you see him he's in red. So it seems like he could be the new Red Hulk and so I don't know. It's uh, I just don't know who it is but we get to find out potentially next episode. I don't think they'll leave us on a big cliffhanger of who the leader is, but I'm curious to see where we go from here with her.
1: Feel it, but they may not do anything with it.
0: Mhm. I'll leave you it know, for like- Season 2. Yeah. Man, this is... What a a show, though. Like, I really... This is quickly becoming my favorite one. I'm curious to see what the finale is,
1: but... What's the movie debut for the Thunderbolts?
0: Oh, it's 2024 or something like that.
1: Okay, so they presumably would come back with a Season 2 of this before that?
0: Yeah, July 26,
1: 2024. So... Yeah, because they
0: could do the same thing, start filming end of this year, beginning of next year, and have it ready to go before then. Yeah, mm.
1: <sighs> lead right into the movie where the Red Hulk is on the uh,
0: on the Thunderbolt. Right, um, be untouchable. There you you go. know, see a, lot, a yeah. lot of things that we got going on here. Uh, next week will be episode nine, season one finale. Hopefully, not the series finale for She Hulk. Really excited about this one, and I can't wait to see. What everyone else thinks as well. Notable news this week. I've just got one just happened today at New York Comic Con. Titans Season 4 Part 1 premieres November 3rd. So we're going to have two weeks of no shows. We'll figure out what to do about it um, for our show. We're going to fill in the gaps there. But we don't have to wait. We just have to wait two weeks and we'll get a show. But the thing that concerns me here, Chris Season 4 Part 1 premieres November 3rd. Is it, are they really gonna do a part one and part two kind of thing? Probably. I don't like it. Hopefully, we'll get some more news soon. What but... makes
1: what makes me nervous about it's a lot of times when they do part one and part two, it's because it's a final season, <gasps> and they want and they want to stretch it
0: out. Oh, that hurts. Okay, let's not bring yeah. that. Let's don't bring that into here, Chris. It's it's not. Outside the realm, though, it's possible. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that at all. All right, releases this week. Monday, October 10th, we get All-American Proper and All-American Homecoming on the CW. All-Americans at 8, All-American Homecoming's new season's at 9. And then Tuesday, October 11th, big week for the CW, The Winchesters, the prequel to Supernatural, premieres on Tuesday, October 11th. We, did you, you watch Supernatural, didn't you? i didn't finish I didn't finish the season we we didn't start or finish season fifteen, which is the final one. Any interest in the Winchesters
1: uh, It's probably one of those that I'll catch up on once the season's drop. It's a real big
0: uh bingeable show,
1: yeah, or I'll just pick it up on physical
0: yeah mm. love me some physicals, yes. but that's it nothing nothing real crazy this week in t v
1: yeah uh on to movies i guess then i'm down so have you watched anything aside from what we watched mm. for the shows this week for the show
0: nothing i maybe caught a glimpse of halloween town when Stella was watching it uh which was at her grandmother's while we were at a football game but nothing but like five minutes of it so i wouldn't even call that watching it you know right. what about you chris anything i did
1: i watched some stuff Ooh. um so the first thing I watched was cursed films. For oh, those on audio. Oh,
0: is this like the the hauntings and stuff that happen on set and things like that?
1: Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So it's it's productions that have bad luck and things happen to them. So for those that are are watching on audio, I was holding up the actual Blu-ray. It's not I don't think this was expensive. It's a shutter series. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Every episode has a commentary track. I didn't have time to partake in those. Uh, Because each episode, I think, runs like 40 minutes. It's not bad. 40, 45 minutes. Um, It touches on Poltergeist, The Omen, The Exorcist, The Crow, and Twilight Zone, the movie. In the case of Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, that's the one where Vic Morrow was killed. Mm. A lot of people know his son Rob from the TV show Numbers. Um he was also on Northern Exposure, I believe. Um and he was in the, the film Quiz Show, which is one of the one of the things that I saw him in the most. But in this doc in this little documentary episode about that movie, they actually have the clip. Oh where because what happened, they had a helicopter flying above them as part of the scene, but it was flying really low, and they had explosions going off. Well, the helicopter became unstable and crashed into this little uh, lake or pond that they were filming in. And when it landed, the propeller blades came around and cut Vic Morrow and the two little girls in half. Oh. there's They actually have the clip. All the way up, like, the propeller blade comes around, and they disappear. Oh. So. Oh. It's that one in particular I would not watch if you're um, queasy about stuff like that. Yeah. They don't show it up close, obviously. Right. But it's just knowing what happens. Next up, I watched Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Uh, What is that? it's from 1971. I It kind of plays a little bit like a TV movie. But the title's misleading. Because by the title, you would think that there's a group of people trying to scare this woman to death. But that's not really what happens. So she's had some mental issues. And she's leaving New York to live out in the country. Her husband... And a friend of theirs is going because they've bought a farm. And the people in this community are all bewitched. Mm. And there is a witch living on the farm. And uh, she slowly turns or kills everybody in the town, right? Mm. Uh, for 71, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I think I gave it three and a half on Letterboxd. Mm. The uh, the girl that plays the witch um, was on the Walton's TV show back in the day. But um, the thing about the film is she tries to get with each of the three. Like she starts coming on to Jessica. She starts coming on to the husband. All right. She starts coming on to the friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, but it's so blatant with the husband that one night Jessica goes on to bed and Emily, the name of the witch, is, uh well, I it's, it's kind of back and forth. Is she a witch? Is she a vampire? Because mm-hmm. she's, she's not aged. I guess she's more of a vampire. Really. Yeah. But she's bewitched them through her abilities, let's say. Hmm. Uh, but... Jessica goes to bed one night as they're all sitting around the kitchen table. And then the f- the friend of the couple gets up to go to bed. And he just point blank looks at the husband and says, take care of your wife. Because he knows that there's something popping off between Emily and the husband. Mm. And so the husband feels guilty and goes to bed, then proceeds to tell Jessica he wants to send her back to New York to her therapist. And he can't do this anymore. Mm. So that snaps it, and it starts down the path to the finale of the movie. But it's pretty good. Um, it's a slow burn. It's not got a ton of action in it. Yeah. So definitely worth a watch, though. And finally, somewhat tied to our main movie we watched this week, I watched 7852, which is a documentary on the just on the shower scene in Psycho. Really? Seventy-eight frames, um, fifty-two seconds.
0: That was my question.
1: Yeah. So, they interview Jamie Lee Curtis, Guillermo del Toro, Peter Bogdanovich, Danny Elfman, Mick Garris, Elijah Wood. You know, they're all kind of among the group that makes comments and uh, about the impact of that scene, what went on in filming it. They talked to the body double, who was hired because she was a stripper. So oh. they're like, she'll be comfortable being in this right. in this situation. Um, there's a funny little tidbit where she asked, because they, they had her wearing something on the lower part that was flesh-colored to cover, and uh, it kept falling off because of the water and the way she was moving around in the shower, right? So she just looked at Hitchcock at one point and said, can I just take this off? Because she was having to... <laughs> kept having to kind of stop the scene and pull it up and and he just looked at her almost horrified and was like no you can't you have to leave that yeah (laughs) that that's another really good documentary this is from IFC the independent film channel um hour and a half hour and a half documentary on just one scene in a
0: movie and that's something
1: yeah (laughs) but very iconic um so worth a watch. So for review this week, we reviewed Hitchcock's The Birds. But we also decided to throw in Werewolf by Night on the uh, on the Marvel side of things. So let's do Werewolf by Night first. Okay. And we uh, are
0: going to do full-on spoilers, ladies and gentlemen, for this.
1: Yeah, and for that, I'm actually going to have to pull up.
0: The synopsis: Werewolf by Night. Uh, uh, Michael Giacchino. He is a classic. Um, he does a lot of the music for a lot of things. I'm trying mm. to like he's he's won Oscars and Emmys. He did Up. He did Ratatouille. Row One. Star Trek. Uh, the Batman. Um, I mean, he's done Spider-Man: Far From Home. He's done it all. No Way Home, The Incredibles. I mean, Coco. I could go on and on. He's done. If if you've got like a favorite Disney uh, property, he's probably done it.
1: Coco was good. I like Coco. Mm-hmm. He killed it. Um. So the plot went as follows. I'm just pulling this straight from Wikipedia, so there's no one to give credit to. Um. The community will give credit to the community. There you go. Following the death of Ulysses Bloodstone, five experienced monster hunters, including Jack Russell, are summoned by Ulysses' widow, Verusa, to Bloodstone Manor, where they are instructed to participate in a competitive hunt to determine their new leader, who will wield the powerful Bloodstone. Ulysses' estranged daughter, Elsa, also arrives to compete for the Bloodstone, despite Verusa warning her against doing so. The hunt begins in a large maze on the grounds of the manor with a captured monster that's been implanted with the bloodstone as the hunter's quarry. Following an encounter with Elsa, Russell finds the monster, Ted, a friend that Russell was searching for and intended to rescue, while Elsa fights and kills one of the other hunters. Russell leaves Ted to carry out his escape plan and reunites with Elsa while she's hiding in a mausoleum. The two agree to work together to free Ted and obtain the bloodstone. Ted kills another of the hunters and Russell destroys the outer wall of the maze so they can escape. Ted flees into the forest after Elsa removes the bloodstone from him, however the bloodstone reacts violently to Russell's touch indicating he is also a monster as Verusa and the other hunters arrive. Verusa captures Russell and Elsa, places them in a cage and uses the bloodstone to trigger Russell's transformation into his werewolf form. The werewolf breaks the cage, slaughters Verusa's guards, but Verusa subdues him using the bloodstone. Elsa also escapes, kills the two remaining hunters, and stops Verusa from killing the werewolf. The werewolf attacks Elsa, but spares her upon recognizing her, and leaves the manor. A furious Verusa tries to kill Elsa, but is incinerated by Ted, who then leaves to find Russell while Elsa takes possession of the manor and the bloodstone. The next day, Russell awakens in the forest in his human form with Ted watching over him and is pleased to learn Elsa is safe. And that's the extent of it. It's only, I think the counter on Disney Plus said like 53, 54 minutes. So it moves fast. It's in black and white. They do this great little transition at the end when we're going to that next day uh, with Russell waking up. Um and it's a Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so I was much. about to ask
0: you if you caught on to that.
1: You get a you get somewhere over the rainbow playing, and they go from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was very cool. Ted was my favorite.
0: At, in, in- the man thing in a film, Chris. Come on, yeah. and done very well, of course, with the Marvel Studios uh, MCU title with it. I mean, just absolutely perfect. That was awesome.
1: I, I did love the fact that uh, right before, when they're in the cage, right before he knows he's going to be forced to turn, he he jumps on over toward Elsa, and he just starts sniffing her. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: that was great. He, he's like, I got to know it. your scent.
1: Yeah, I have to recognize. You. And uh, and it works. That's why mm-hmm. he doesn't kill her at the end. Um, he
0: says, look me in the eyes. He says, never break eye contact and the whole time and this this was such a great it was very very violent a lot more than i was expecting a lot more than other marvel properties a lot of blood but of course it's all in black and white so you really um can't really tell they had the cool little where he was transforming to a werewolf they had the whole where you focus on the actress and then it's got flashing and then you can see him growing on the silhouette on the seat on the wall but that was really cool um, really well done and I didn't, I think the only thing I have complained about was two things. One, the maze. I, I, I feel like that's that set piece. They could have done a whole lot more too yeah. than what they did. Yeah. And then the length of it, I could have watched a whole film just on this. Cause like I was in transit. It's Marvel studios. And so of course I'm going to be, um, but I really enjoyed it. And I wonder if we're going to get more of like Elsa or Russell or the man thing. I don't know. No one's really setting thing, but
1: if if you'll remember a few years ago, Universal planned to reboot their monsters line. They were mm-hmm. going to do like uh, uh, the dark. Uh, oh, what were they going to call it?
0: Oh, I know we talked about that. It's the. Oh, sand I... mm. it was
1: dark something, right? Right. Dark... I, I, can't, I can't. Dark remember, universe. The dark universe, mm-hmm. but. I wonder if Marvel's going to take that same concept and run with it and kind of do a Blade new presentation of it. Like I could easily see Elsa showing up in Blade.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking we were going to see some more uh, vampire stuff. I thought it was very cheeky, though, because they were all asking how many kills you got. And th- you know, the, one of the guys says, hey, did you ever deal with that thing? He says, you killed one of those? Or he said, did you kill it? And he said, no, but I came into a couple of encounters. He goes, I fought it a couple of times. Which you didn't know by then he was the werewolf. At least I did catch on to it. And he was talking about the vampire. And I was like, very cheeky, the whole werewolf versus vampire thing. I was like very cheeky, very well done on that. Um, they had all sorts of stuff like that. Also, at the very beginning, they walked down a hallway. And it's got a bunch of like hieroglyphics and pictures on it. Gore the God Butcher as one of those. So it's like, that's very cool. Don't know where this fits into the universe. So.
1: Some similarities just in in the performance, uh, especially with the uh, trying to blow up the wall. That was very reminiscent for me of Moon Knight.
0: Yes, where
1: he, he just kept you know, kept panicking like he couldn't get the thing to stick on the wall. Right, so the wall, would blow. and he would he would run and hide behind the, <laughs> he the just the rock threw it and at the wall. Off. And then so it, it was just it was very, um, it was very Mark. Right. Is it Mark? That was
0: Yeah, Mark was the
1: Yeah. Mark? Uh, no, Stephen. No, Stephen. It was very Stephen. Mhm. In that in that moment. So very cool. I would definitely watch it. I know they dropped it just as a Halloween special, but I think it's gonna have more of an impact in the MCU. Yeah.
0: And it's got like so many great ratings on it too. A lot of people love this yeah. little presentation and I mean me being one of them, I think I gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd. So
1: It said on Letterboxd, I didn't look. Mm.
0: Okay. Did my classic um, upload it when we talk about it thing?
1: <laughs> so that was uh, Werewolf by Night. And I don't know if they'll do... I'm assuming this might be a tradition that they start... I'm okay with it. I like and it. it. And they'll just change the character and the story right? You know, each year. Uh, I think our next special is the Guardians Christmas special, which is a takeoff oh, on the... I forget that this is too. It's a takeoff on the Star Wars holiday special that uh, was so bad...
0: <laughs> we don't talk we don't talk about that one.
1: <laughs> um on, on to the main movie that we reviewed or that we're reviewing this week is Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Now, I'd seen this before. I saw this once when I was really young. And I've seen it a few times over the years. Um and when I was really young there were a couple of instances sitting on the front porch at my mom's house. She had this big glass window. Here we go, and and a bird would just fly headfirst into it and drop and shake and die. Right. <laughs> so, as a kid, I I kind of developed this fear mm. of birds. That was my question. Between the movie and witnessing those two things happen, I was just like, okay, these, these are some crazy creatures. <laughs> just... Now. Nah. That the little ones that you see out don't really bother me. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the bigger ones, the crows,
0: the seagulls, the, yeah, I can do without them. (laughs) Oh man. Hey, so did we ever find out or is there a sequel to why all the birds are going crazy? There is a sequel. Okay. It was was done in the
1: eighties. I think it's called land's end. Okay. Um, it I watched it once and I've I haven't watched it again, so I can't recall specifically. Um so the basic story here is this. Um and I'm I'm gonna need to pull the names up here so that I don't wanna mess the names up. I can't help it, Tyler. <laughs> I didn't realize Alfred um,
0: Hitchcock was in this. Like
1: yeah, he makes the cameo at the very beginning. You'll see him in the background walking his dogs out of the... Very, very
0: Stanley of him.
1: Out of the, out of the pet store. Um, and actually, that opening scene where we first see Tippi Hedren, you know, and someone whistles and she turns around right before she goes into the pet store. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock wrote that specifically because he discovered her in a commercial where the same thing happened she did a commercial for something where someone whistled off screen and she turned like that and smiled. So he said, we're going to do the same thing. Hmm. Um, but Rod Taylor is in this as Mitch Brenner, Jessica Tandy is Lydia, uh, Mitch's mother, uh, did not. I mean, I've seen her before, but she did not look like the Jessica Tandy that we all know from later stuff. Okay. She was, was, you know, like Driving Miss Daisy and stuff like that she was obviously much older so Uh, Suzanne Plachette was Annie, Mitch's ex-girlfriend and the school teacher she went on to have I think her biggest thing she did later on was uh, the Bob Newhart show uh, where she played his wife Tippi Hedren of course starred in this Um, so we see and she's Melanie Daniels which is interesting because Tippi Hedren's daughter is Melanie Griffith so, um, but we see Melanie Daniels going to a pet store. She's going in to uh, order a, uh, I think it was a Macau uh, mm-hmm. or a minor. It was either that or a minor bird. It started with an M. I think
0: minor. I think that sounds minor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's going into the, to the pet store and while she's in there, uh, Mitch comes in and he recognizes her but she doesn't realize it at first because she he's a lawyer Mm -hmm. so he saw her in court and uh her father owns a huge newspaper and so they have this little back and forth where she pretends to be a worker at the store and he pretends to go along with it and then the whole ruse is is undone before before he heads out of the store but he came in looking for two lovebirds because his sister who's played by by veronica cartwright is um it's her birthday coming up and he wanted to get her two little birds and so after he leaves the store birdless she uh she orders two lovebirds uh very Melanie cheeky does. she orders two lovebirds and decides she'll take them to him. Um, takes him to his apartment. Finds out, of course, because her dad owns newspapers. She knows all these investigative reporters and everything. So she finds out where he lives. Takes the the birds. Was gonna leave them outside his door, and his neighbor's like, "No, he's he's gone for the weekend." So she finds out where. And she drives up the coast or down the coast, to um, the town that he's that he's visiting where his mother and his little sister live and it's while she's there she meets all these different townspeople including the school teacher that he has a history with and meets his little sister for the first time and gradually incidents start to happen like she takes a boat so that she can leave the birds at his house and this is a sign of the times because she takes a boat over well, dinky. Wait, waits. Yeah, waits for him to leave the house, and when she sees him leave the house, she runs in, and goes in, leaves the. Oh, she breaks in. We're just going to call
0: what if she breaks into the house?
1: (laughs) The doors, the doors unlocked. But this is a time when people left their doors unlocked, so it wasn't a a weird thing
0: your neighbors across the hallway of your apartment tell tell people exactly where you've been and where you are and where you're going in San Francisco now people would not even look at you wouldn't do anything I don't care what you're doing
1: (laughs) so she waits for his reaction she goes out back out onto the bay in the boat and watches and when he sees a boat he gets his binoculars and looks notices her so he drives around to the dock she's going to have to return to and it's as she's coming into the dock a seagull swoops down and like nips her head with its claws
0: (laughs) very very randomly (laughs) yeah but
1: this is the start this is the first attack and it just it comes in waves and it gets bigger and Mm -hmm. bigger more and more birds are showing up uh, and it's not just one type of bird in fact there's a there's a character later in the diner who is a is it an ornithologist that mm-hmm. is uh, studies birds and she said no different species of birds would not ever coordinate like that it wouldn't that's just not done well they are
0: right <laughs> very very clearly <laughs> yeah
1: and and she eats her words later she's one of the people hiding in the hallway at the diner mm-hmm. um and I kept – the first time I saw it, of course, I was – I didn't think a lot about it because I was a kid. When I went back later and started watching it, I kept waiting for him to turn on her because, mm-hmm. like, she comes to town and this stuff starts happening. Well, they
0: they they even – one of the ladies says, no, "You, the, what happened? This started when you got here.
1: Yeah. And I was like,
0: oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. Right. But she, did, she didn't bring it with her. Um, so – as these attacks continue, I don't think at first anybody dies. The people are just freaked out, and they're getting hurt. And right. I think the first death that we get is Mitch's mother's neighbor, Dan. Who, who
0: sells the feed.
1: Yeah. So she goes, over, she goes over to talk to him or something. And as she goes in, she it's quiet. Mm-hmm. And then she sees the teacups broken. Yep. And then she gradually she looks around and she notices other stuff in disarray. And and then she uh, she opens what I, turns out to be his bedroom door. And there's a seagull kind of plastered to the window mm-hmm. where it just flew head first in and stuck. And uh, there's a blackbird on the bed, dead. Right. And then she looks over and sitting against the wall is Dan she sees his foot first and then she looks up to the body and his eyes have been pecked out very
0: violently i mean for a 1963 yeah. film that was very ghastly and very yeah. like makeup department did a real good job on that cuz i was like oh yeah. no don't yep.
1: like that yeah, no no cgi <laughs> nothing right and it looked like hollowed out holes yep. in this guy's head so very good makeup and special effects on that one but these attacks just, it, and it's it's funny to talk about the movie because there's no. There are little details, but there's no plot details beyond these attacks just keep coming. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mitch and uh, and and Melanie get closer and closer, right? Until they're basically they're a couple. Right. It's odd that it kind of happens through this, <laughs> but it does. Um, but. Um, Annie the the school teacher played by Su- Suzanne Plachet, she gets killed mm-hmm. by Other the end steps. of the movie she, yeah, she, mm. they heard the explosion so this guy putting gas in his car gets attacked hilariously he, by the way he, he cracked freaks out <laughs> and he drops the hose and back then they didn't have the safety feature yep. of shutting off so it just continues to pour and um, as it does goes downhill and across the street to the car of this guy that had been in the diner. He's out there smoking. Always. And they're screaming at him, don't drop the match. Well, he looks up without putting the match out. And when while he's looking at them trying to figure out what they're saying, the match burns him. Mm-hmm. So he, he reacts and he drops it. And he goes up in flames. Kills
0: himself, explodes the gas station next, by, near, next, uh, yeah. next
1: door. <laughs> it was. But that's how Annie dies. She yeah. hears the explosion. She's watching Kathy, Mitch's sister. So she goes outside to see what happened. Kathy comes with her. The birds attack. She pushes Kathy back in the house, but she can't get back in. Mm-hmm. So she's killed. They don't show much. She's just... Lying Yeah, there.
0: laying dead with her eyes up her, weirdly enough, eyes weren't picked out. So
1: No, which makes me wonder how she died. Because right. I mean a bird attack could be bad, but
0: heart attack maybe? It. I don't maybe I mean <laughs> I would. I mean that'd be that'd be me with my AFib over here, you know. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd definitely be freaky. But
1: we never get that's one thing about this Hitchcock movie, that we never get a resolution. Mm-hmm. Let's kinda drive uh, out. They drive away, and the birds have taken over the town. Mm -hmm. Now, I did read, I think it was on IMDb, when this movie came out in London, Hitchcock had it planned so that when people came out of the theater, he had speakers in the trees. And when they came out, the sound of birds and birds' wings came out over the speakers. What is wrong
0: with this guy? i would have lost it (laughs) he
1: just added to the experience but i mean for me the thing that makes it such an effective movie is in the very same vein that makes nightmare on elm street effective right it's birds are everywhere Mm -hmm. we can't get away from them we're going to encounter them and it's like with nightmare on elm street you have to go to sleep you know, there's mm. horror movies about these characters that are in certain locations. We all have to sleep. So you can't avoid Mm-mm. the the bad guy, you know, so to speak. Mm. I, I like that. I, I I don't know if I've rated this one yet on Letterboxd. For me, this is like, it's a five star. Mm. I, I love this movie. But... I'm curious as to your thoughts because this was a first-time watch for you. Yes,
0: um, like a lot of these older movies, the it's very because it was like a almost it goes hour fifty-eight minute movie something like uh-huh. that an hour and fifty something. But it, a lot of things really drug on for me. Um, trying to think of what the boat seems for one. I think we have five or six different angles and maybe six minutes of her driving with the boat. And I'm like, okay, we can. Yeah. We don't really don't need this filler content. Um, I really want a resolution, and I really want to know why these birds are acting the way they are. Because that's just that's how our movies and TV shows are now. You you presented a problem, the problem gets solved, and we find out why the problem was there. But we didn't really get that uh, in this film. Uh, I think I gave it two and a half or a three stars, just because it was for a 1963 movie. The CGI, not the CGI, the special effects, and the like, just with the birds, was really good. Like the 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 love interest between Mitch and Miss Daniels, I really was into like the whole mom not really liking everything the school found out the school teacher moved from san francisco i was like "Ooh, there's something going on here i'm here for this drama um didn't really get a resolution to that because she died but you know she was good people anyways And didn't hold it against melanie um but like the special effects with the birds were really cool i felt like especially like when they would flock into rooms you could obviously tell they were fake and they were doing special effects with them but then you still had a real birds outside the houses and outside perched and things like that. And I was like, that's a lot of uh, crows on this playground. Like, it was a lot of crows, a murder of them, if you will. Um,
1: Here's the thing every, I think every scene in the movie, they mixed in some real birds.
0: It's mm. mm-hmm. so like, even like when the, like at the end inside the house and everything. I guess I'll do special effects, but still have actual birds in there. Oh, see, that makes me want to go back and look and spot the real ones. I might do that this week. That's pretty cool. But yeah, it was, I think it, because I've heard of this movie from a lot of people. It's obviously a classic, and Jamie even, you know, she's seen it before. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I, the Mitch and Mitch throwing Melanie's like Rome stories in her face and. All that like there were a lot of layers to their story. Like we find out that he's just a lawyer. We didn't know about the whole newspaper thing. Then we found out about the newspaper thing. Well, then we found out that her friends pushed her nakedly into the thing, which that was what was published by a rival newspaper. And did uh, you add his girlfriend from San Francisco moved here? The mom didn't like her. And it was I thought it was, I really enjoyed all that aspect of it. And yeah, I think I gave this a three stars for me, which isn't bad, but. I'm liking I'm liking seeing all of these different Alfred Hitchcock movies every year as we go through these lists. It's just kind of cool to see where his mind's at when he does these things.
1: He's got some really good stuff. A lot of his stuff is typically suspense. It's not mm-hmm. really horror. Right. Um, but it's still... Some of them are, are more mystery as well. Yeah. They're fun watches.
0: Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't bad, and I, th- I thought it was good. Just, just drug out a little bit too long for me on certain okay. things. Like, there were uh, – the boat scene is specific, like specific because that's what I remember. I was like, okay, all right, we're, we're about to be done with this. Oh, nope, there's another scene. Oh, all right, different camera angle. And we're driving – picture of the house. Picture her. Picture of the house. Picture her. I was like, okay, we got to – let's wrap this up a little bit. But just stuff, little small stuff like that.
1: The first time that I saw it and knew what I was watching, that scene where she—they've—they've uh, they've boarded up the house, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes up the stairs, and and Mitch is asleep. And I thought she was going to find the mom dead. Yes. But she goes in the room, and there's just a hole in the roof. Right. It's full of birds.
0: Oh, it was like that's stuff that that suspensey stuff gets me. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, this could be anything. He could be leading us a different way, and oh. I I thought the mom was behind it all the whole time. Anyways, convenient, you know, she's like, Oh, I'm gonna control these birds. She brought love to my house. Not today, sister, but no, that, that, that it (laughs) happened.
1: Yeah. So next week, our film is Halloween ends for the fifth time. It's going to be brand new. So don't expect full spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll give our general impressions of it. Um, Then after that, we have Day Shift, Scream 2022, and we're going to wrap up with what some people consider the greatest horror anthology ever in Creepshow.
0: We will see, Chris. We will put it to the test, buddy.
1: Curious if you'll like it or Trick or Treat better.
0: Really? Which I need to watch that sometime soon, too. Hmm. Love me some trick-or-treat. Yep.
1: So, let's get to our news. Our only notable news. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has a new trailer.
0: And we are going to watch it here, ladies and gentlemen. So, if you're an audio listener, I apologize. You'll hear it, and you'll hear our thoughts on it after and during it. Let me see. Go live here for you. And... There we go. Let me go to our certain scene here. Press this button there, and boom, there's my face, there's your face. And let me know, Chris, if you can hear it. All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're good.
0: And you hadn't seen this yet, right? Uh Uh-uh.
1: broken people can be great leaders
0: hey. it chills every time i watch this thing
1: his people do not call him general or okay. king They called him Kukulkan.
0: The feather serpent god. Killing him will risk eternal war. He's coming. For the surface world.
1: We know what you whisper. (sighs) Ooh. <sighs>
0: Couple things. So I'm pretty sure that is Shuri. Yeah, it's definitely a female. Because um, of this markings here. It's her yeah. markings from the first movie and even at the beginning. So everyone's like, everyone's pretty sure it's Shuri, which, you know, we've already had our thoughts on that and all, but. There's also been things that people said that it's going to be... Multiple people are going to be Black Panther throughout the movie until they find out the the one. So I, I, this could easily be a misdirect, you know, yeah. which is what and I am hoping for. And <laughs> again, it's Marvel.
1: They film stuff like mm-hmm. this just for trailers. Yep. That so. scene may not even be in the movie.
0: Right. But Chris... Um, this, Riri c- oh my god! Like this scene in particular, her building her suit, right, and then this scene where you even hear the the, boosh, boosh, like you hear from the Iron Man suits is so good, man. A legacy uh, of Tony Stark. Oh, with- god, I love it. And then Mbaku talking, and then him beating his chest right there. I am so in on this movie, and like and of course Namor. Namor, like with his, him being the Aztecian god, and. Or An Aztechian um Hero, I guess is what they're doing, so instead of a mutant. And like his winged feet and Kuku the his the winged god the winged serpent god. Man, it's gonna be so good. I really can't wait for this film. And we got it'd be a month from tomorrow. So Yeah. Oh, can't wait.
1: It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Um releases this week. Halloween Ends is in cinemas and on Peacock, October the 14th. Mm-hmm. You can watch it either way. So you've got no uh, excuse
0: not to watch it, is what this means. Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, look, they've got to fund the next 21 movies. Yeah, so. this, this would be like the yeah. fifth
0: time Halloween ends, but, you know, who knows? they got to get that money in somehow, some way. <laughs> you know what
1: I would like to see them do? Because Carpenter's original vision for Halloween was to tell a different story. That happened on Halloween, mm. with every installment. I'd love to see him now go to that. Right. I'll keep the Halloween name, but just Halloween, and then whatever the subtitle is for the. For
0: would that you Would thing. you keep it Michael Myers or oh. something completely different? Yeah, let him, let him Bring it, Bring a new le- Halloween legend, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So, oh, man, Chris. So let's jump into video games. Don't really have anything. The Super Mario Brothers movie teaser. Is out. You get Chris Pratt's first voice. You get Charlie Day. You get Jack Black as Bowser, and Kiko Mike and Key for Toad. But it's like a minute. Doesn't really show anything. We would show it on here, but it it really does not show anything. It's if you want to hear their voices, watch it. But other than that,
1: I think we hear a little bit of an Italian accent.
0: That's, that's been the big debate. Do we really, is it Chris Pratt just doing his normal voice? But you said like uh, Lana Pierce saying, and you're watching her reaction. That like you could hear it if you really listen for it. I've watched it twice now, and I, all I can think about is Jack Black, uh, Black as Bowser.
1: He is amazing. Yes,
0: and like I, when I hear Bowser now, it's all I think about is Jack Black. And okay, yeah, yeah it's, I'm I'm here for it. So, um, Chris, you been playing anything this week?
1: uh just my usual i'm probably gonna try tonight to get into back into some uh tell me why
0: Mm. Uh, i need to play that too at some point i've been so overwatch 2 came out last week and or this past week i've been playing it this weekend since i got back home and it's just overwatch just kind of updated and everything everyone says the same source code and everything but i am highly addicted to it again And it's because I I love Overwatch eSports. I've got from when I went down to one of the matches in Atlanta over here and stuff. I love it, man. I just, it's so good. I I just want to play more. It's one of those that's hooked. I'm hooked now. And everything I think about is Overwatch. I just want to play more. want to play more. want to play more. But, you know, life gets in the way. Notable new releases this week. The Darkest Tales PC, Xbox, and Switch, October 13th. Dragon Ball The Breakers. It's like a Dead by Daylight. um, The Predator series, the Jason Voorhees series that they put out um, with the Dragon Ball. It's on PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Comes out October 14th. No More Heroes 3 on everything but the Switch on October 14th. PGA Tour 2K23 Standard Edition. Everything besides the Switch on October 14th. And then Scorn, PC and Xbox Series on Game Pass October 14th. I don't know if I'm going to play it. It's a horror s shooter, and it looks really gross. A lot of, a lot of phallic symbols in that one. Uh,
1: yeah, and that, that PGA Tour, everybody's
0: been waiting on that game. For real? Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't keep my ear to the ground on that one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been this week's episode of the NerdWide Podcast. We didn't have a whole lot of news, but we're still at a whole hour. We had a lot of fun talking about our stuff, though. Finally got Daredevil, so that's all I care about. I can't wait for the finale next week. Halloween ends, technically a finale next week as well. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll be put on Twitter or talk next week about what we're going to do in those two weeks prior. We don't have anything to recap. Because I hope it's not a dry news week like it has been this week. But we'll find out next week when we get there. Don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. And forget to rate and review this on your podcasting app. And give us a thumbs up and subscribe on YouTube.com. Uh, social media, you can follow NerdWide on Twitter at Nerd underscore Wide. You can follow me personally at Ty underscore You can follow Chris at Math TN7. If you go on Facebook.com, search NerdWide Podcast or just NerdWide. It will be the first thing that pops up. Like us on there. Follow us on there. Um, those two ways on Twitter and Facebook. The first way you know when the episode is published and we would greatly appreciate it. As always, this has been the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching and we cannot wait to share with you our thoughts on the finale of She-Hulk and Halloween ends next week. We'll talk to you then.